1: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it.
0: Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly.
2: eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, soul and
1: logo is checked by experts with ebay authenticity guarantee you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach
0: Ensure your next purchase is the real deal visit ebay.com for terms
1: <clears throat> at&t connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream AT&T. Hell, I
3: suck at dating with Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to an all new episode
2: of Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, I'm currently yelling, which I probably shouldn't be because I have a uh, 12 week old sleeping behind me. So if you hear crying, it's not Ashley this time. It's Dawson. Uh, yes. Welcome to a new episode of Help! I Suck a Date. And, Of course, uh, Dean Unglit is here. Dean, you're uh, once again. I know. I don't know why I say your <laughs> name oddly. Just trying to add you a just, little flair, you know. Change you it you up totally after a couple years. You took the R out
1: of it. You took the R completely out of my last name. No, I said Unglert. No, you said Unglit. But whatever. It's. I'm just happy you got six out of seven letters right. It's not so bad. Quick
2: math. Nice job. Uh, so nice. you're where are you right now? You're in a car, but the audio quality is pretty
1: good. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I could be here with you guys today. Uh, I'm in northeastern Wyoming, and uh, I I didn't expect to have any service, but it's been it's been uh, it's been crazy. We got here. What did we get here on Wednesday? Wednesday afternoon. And I wasn't sure if I was going to have service and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to record a podcast this week with you guys. But then I, we got here and uh, it's technically the off season uh, for climbing in northeast Wyoming because it's still pretty cold out most days, but we got a good warm window. But anyways, we pull up to this like lodge and it's completely abandoned. Uh, and so we set up our tents. We set up our tents next to it, just like to sleep near it. And I go on my phone, and there's a, a Wi-Fi that says like uh, Devil's Tower Lodge Wi-Fi. And I was like, "There's no way this is gonna work." And I log on, and it works perfectly fine. Like I'm, there's perfect latency between all of us right now. So uh, I knew, I knew it was destined to be. It was meant to be the best episode of Help I Suck at Dating ever. Once so I realized that,
4: this place isn't abandoned then, right? <laughs> there's just nobody there well, right
1: now. It's, I, yeah, maybe abandoned wasn't the right word. It's just the off season here. Like climbing season doesn't, climbing season doesn't start until May 1st. And so we're like a week early.
2: So is there going to be dangerous? Yeah.
1: Um, no, it's not dangerous. It's just, like I said, the weather. So like today was, or yesterday was like 75 degrees, which is perfect. The day before that, it was like 35. And then tomorrow it's supposed to get back down to 35. So like. The weather isn't super good where there uh, there's climbers every single day, but we got a good little window of good weather. And uh, that's why it's the off season, because it's like, you know, it's, it's far enough north where they have like full on winters, but uh, climbers still, as long as you can get enough warm days in a row, I guess they want to come out still. But what's funny, actually, is so we uh, we got here to this abandoned lodge, my brother and I. And we set up our tents and we were like, wow, this is amazing. We have a perfect direct view of Devil's Tower, which is the rock that we were going to climb this trip. And it was like, we were blown away. We opened the door. The door was unlocked. The sink had running water. uh, The toilet worked. And we set up our tents and we're like, this is unbelievably perfect, like kismet. And we walk around the other side and there's this hot tub sitting there, like a covered hot tub. And we're like, no way. Like everything's gone so good so far. Uh, If... We're going to take the hot tub cover off. And if the water is hot, we're getting in it. No questions asked. And we took the cover off. And of course, the water was hot. So we got in the hot tub for like 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and it was just like, it literally like was the most mind-blowing experience where um, we we like called ahead like a month ago. And we were like, hey, we want to stay at the lodge. Just like camp outside on the front lawn for a couple nights. And the guy was like, yeah, come on. Uh, no reservation needed. Just show up and set up. And then we got here and we were like, Oh, I don't know. Like, it feels uncomfortable because no one's here. And so I called the number again. No one answered. So I left the voicemail. So we were, like, trying to cover all our bases and make sure everyone knew that we were at least, like, going to be here. But then we got here and, like, the hot tub was on. The plumbing was working. The water was working. The Wi-Fi was working. It was just unbelievable.
4: <laughs> to pull back the curtain a bit, D- Dean was running a little behind schedule. So, you know, I follow his location on on Find My Friend. So I'm like, let's make sure Dean's not on a highway somewhere. And I look and I see him inside of a structure, and and Mark so eloquently put, anytime Dean has drywall around him, that's a good sign. And th- now we find out that you're squatting, like a, you basically <laughs> broke into a lodge.
1: Yeah, you could call it squatting. I personally wouldn't call it squatting, but you definitely could call it that, and you probably wouldn't be entirely wrong. Uh, we so last night, or no, I'm sorry, our first night here, it was like 11 p.m. And we were, like, getting ready to go to sleep. I was, like, setting up my camera because I wanted to do, like, a time lapse of the night sky. And as we're doing that, there's, like, this one long solo road that you can see for maybe, like, a half a mile as it approaches the uh, the lodge. Like a dirt road. And this truck was pulling up on it. And I was, like, started freaking out. And I was, like, Brad, Brad, someone's here. I don't know what to do. Someone's here. What should we do? And I, like, I was out of my tent and I remained perfectly still uh, so that they wouldn't see me in the dark light. And then they didn't say anything oh, that so night. so uh, the-
2: it was a... It was a T Rex, apparently, because if you stand still, they couldn't see you. Got it? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, they're right. They're uh, right. Exactly. Yeah, anyway, vision so, based
2: on movement. I remember. So they didn't say anything to us
1: that night, and uh, I woke up the next morning, and I had to go to the bathroom really bad, number two. So it was very, very important. And I bust into the house, and these two people that pulled up last night were sitting right there on the couch, and they like get up from the couch and shake my hand, and I'm like, "Hi, I'm D. Nice to meet you. I just pulled in yesterday. Do you guys work here?" Like praying that they say no, because if they work there, I probably wouldn't be able to use the bathroom. And they're like, yeah, we manage the property. Uh, it's just off season. So we only come like once or twice a week to come and manage it. And I was like, crap. So that means I can't poop. But it was uh, it was a whole ordeal. And then after that, we were basically shunned to the outside uh, entirely for the rest of the time. But if you if anyone from Devil's Tower Lodge is listening to this, I appreciate the hospitality. We're going to leave a nice donation for you guys as we depart today. Um and thanks for the Wi-Fi because without the Wi-Fi, I wouldn't be able to do this.
2: So, w- where did you go poop?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't leave us hanging here. Yeah. G-. Hot tub? I uh, well, actually, I held the poop yesterday until we got to the visitor center at Devil's Tower. But I did just poop in the forest twenty minutes ago, which is like it sounds bad, but it's actually not as bad as um, as it seems because you're like in a nice, you know, nice squat, and it comes out pretty easily. The wiping is maybe the worst part, and you got to make sure it's quick because your knees will get sore really fast. But as long as you're okay with all those things, it happens pretty easily. So yeah, that's Did my story. Did you use TP? Oh, of course. Yep. You so you dig a hole. You dig a hole like six inches deep. You do your business in the hole. You fill the oh hole, my God. and then you put your TP in a separate plastic, uh, plastic, plastic Ziploc and pack it out. And then so, you just
2: carry it out of the woods with you and throw it out.
1: Yes. I mean, you can't you can't bury TP and poop underground because it's kind of like it's not good for uh, the environment. Can't you, you know?
2: bury poop? Isn't it fertilizer kind of?
1: Yeah, but human poop, like animal poop totally is fertilizer. Human poop probably could be fertilizer. But if you think about our diets, like there's so much um, like chemicals and stuff in our diets that's unnatural to the environment that you can't really— you can't really poop in the wilderness like a bear could poop in the woods, you know, because it's just a different compo- compo- composition. Yeah. So, I'm droppings are cock. full of hot
4: cheetos and stuff, you
1: know. It's, <laughs> it's not good for the yeah. soil. No hot cheetos on this trip, believe it or not. My wow. brother went to the store before I got in and he didn't buy any any hot cheetos, but but it's been good. I feel like I'm uh, monopolizing the conversation here. We had a, you know, we had a great day yesterday climbing. It's been a dream of mine to climb to the top of Devil's Tower, which actually is now I'm referring only and exclusively as Bear Lodge because that is what the indigenous people of America called it before the white man came in and rebranded it Devil's Lodge, which is so ridiculous. So Bear Lodge, or Devil's Tower. So Bear Lodge is uh, this like 800-foot igneous rock tower in the middle of Wyoming. And I've wanted to climb it for like eight years. And today, we or yesterday, we finally were able to do it. It was uh, one of the best experiences of my life.
2: Would you ever want Kalen to go climbing with you
1: or do you think it's too dangerous? Would you want she to, climbs, like a- she climbs with me sometimes. She's got her own gear. Um, she is still learning, and so we can only do like pretty easy routes and stuff. But she enjoys it to a degree. She's like, she she hates it when she does it. Like in the moment, she's comp- not complaining, but she's like, you know, strenuous, st- strenuous, and like trying really hard and like kind of s- upset. And then she gets down to the bottom. And she was like, "That was so much fun. Let's do another one." I'm like, "Okay," but the next time we do it, you can't. Talk about how much Complain. you hate me the entire way up. <laughs> so she she even made a note to me like a week ago. She was like, let's try and rock climb a bunch this summer. And I was like shocked because she, uh, normally it's me that has to like hold her hand and get her excited about a uh, mission or something like that because I get it. Like I was kind of the same way when I first started rock climbing. You're kind of like, oh crap, this sucks. I'm scared. And it's really hard. And then you start doing it and then you <laughs> like it. And then, I don't know, that's just, so you, you guys should come you, rock climbing with us.
2: So you turned her onto to rock climbing. Is there anything that she turned you onto that you actually quite enjoy now that you might like the equivalent of you, like her complaining all the way up the mountain? What would you complain about? But at the end of the day, you're like, you know what? Let's do it this summer. That's pretty fun.
1: Maybe like uh, washing our bed sheets uh, once a week. It's <laughs> a good start. That's pretty... <laughs> That's pretty nice. I used to be like a once a month kind of guy, but once a week, like jumping in a new fresh set of sheets is pretty nice.
2: What's the longest you've gone without changing your sheets? Be honest. Come on. Ooh.
1: Um, (sighs) Uh, eight months, maybe.
2: (laughs) I was gonna say, I've definitely, I've definitely gone months. I'll take the over on that.
1: (laughs) I honestly, I'm you're right. I'm probably undermining myself a little bit. Selling it short. I could be longer. Like in college, I probably never washed my sheets. Um, (laughs) and, uh, the I, I shower more frequently with Kalen. actually no you know what at first i did when i was trying to like you know when you first start dating someone and you try to like make sure that they know that you're not a maniac uh and you like do the good things more often and then you get 100%. more comfortable with them and you start to like revert back to your normal ways a little bit when Kalen and i first started dating i probably showered like a good four times a week which is pretty good for me uh and now i'm back down to <laughs> i probably shower like once a week now which is uh that's like my that's basically my baseline but I don't stink that bad, I don't think at least. And once I start smelling the stink come up, that's when I start to shower more often. But it hasn't really been a uh, too stinky lately, so that's good. I mean, the worst
2: that I can only imagine is all right, you know, college days. I'm sure, you know, Dean, you were uh, a very sought after man. I just hope that if you ever, you know, had the privilege of having a woman over, mm-hmm. that afterwards, before you would have another woman over, if you were ever so lucky, you would wash the sheets in between those two times.
1: Yeah. That's the only time I ever get uh <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh well, I hope I showered between those two <laughs> things as well.
2: Oh Jesus.
1: <laughs> no, I was pretty good about that in college and as a young adult. I um I wasn't as promiscuous though as as it maybe you would think that I was. So it it didn't have to happen often, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. But yeah, no, it's uh she she's got me to come around on those types of things, like just general hygiene and um being a, a nicer person. So I appreciate her for that. And it, you know, it's a good trade off. I make her more of a dirt bag, and she makes me more of a beauty queen. So it kind of works out.
2: Yeah, you need a little dirt bag in you, you know. Yeah,
1: every- Kaylin definitely needs a little dirt bag in her. <clears throat>
2: yeah, everybody does. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something that Ashley has me do that at first I was like oh this sucks I guess living in Los Angeles for a while but I don't <laughs> really miss it all that much unfortunately because we're not even in studio anymore which I gotta be honest if, if if I lived in LA do you think we'd be back in studio
1: nobody's in studio anymore right well that's kind of like an Easton, and East and mark are not at studio in studio right now so I would say absolutely not
3: probably not none of the podcasts have returned to the studio
2: is that just well, over? Are those days behind us? That's just where no one's ever going to be in the studio well, again.
3: The Seacrest Show is back in studio, so the morning shows are back. The podcasts haven't, and I think it's just a matter of convenience. People have really gotten used to doing it wherever they are. Case in point, Mister Northeastern Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't see us going back in
1: for really any of them unless it happens to be convenient for the people doing it. But I see you guys in studio sometimes, like I guess editing and stuff. Yeah, I'm in mean, there
4: most most days. I go Most in days. like once every four months, for, yeah, for an afternoon.
1: Yeah, Easton is what, the modern day Dean Sheets. That's right. But yeah. why do you just one every four months? Like, what? What's your purpose for that?
4: I mean, the only time I go in is if we have like a, a guest for Seacrest that I have to be there for that, that's coming in. Mm. Uh, but other nothing for podcasting. I'm staying right here, baby, unwashed. Who is you know? Seacrest again? <laughs> Doesn't That's, matter. Sorry, Rod, but, I'm talking about Rodney Seacrest. He's a Rodney, <laughs> hot young jock out of uh, out of Dallas that I'm working with.
1: Nice. Well, let's be honest, real quick. The real cash cow at iHeartRadio is help. I suck at dating. So, uh, if you guys are going into the studio hey, for man. some low-level Seacrest, like, come on, come on, um, Jared. What are we talking about today, besides my hygiene? Uh, How poetic
2: (laughs) is it that Dean just said that the real cash cow of iHeartRadio is help I suck at dating as his Wi-Fi was going in and out. And he was like, help (laughs) I I'm like, yep, that's a nice microcosm right there for us.
1: can we take a second? Though it's it's pretty good, minus maybe that one little hiccup. Oh, it says it's unstable at the moment. Is it, can you guys still hear me? <laughs> yeah, that got, was that was uh, that was really bad timing. As I was saying, the Wi-Fi connection is really good. Zoom told me my Wi-Fi connection is getting unstable, but generally, I would say I'm pretty proud of how it's doing right now in an Abandoned Lodge. So,
2: no, I would agree. I'm very proud of you. Uh, well, you know, I cool. was thinking about some. So we have some hot topics. Obviously, we can go over today uh obviously some relationship things lizzo confirmed that she's in a relationship we have an article hey, about
1: jennifer instead of doing yeah. hot topics can we just milk having uh easton and mark on the podcast
2: well that was my point is that like i almost don't want to do hot topics <laughs> right
1: least milk us. i think it would be i think we would be so uh disappointed in ourselves if we walked away from this podcast without getting all we could out of mark and easton every
4: last drop and, and-
2: and Dawson Every last is, Dawson Dawson is starting to wake up so he might join us on this podcast here in a, in Even a quick better. second guys time baby <laughs> guys time baby yeah Dawson little bro time yeah uh well I was looking up some morning and night routines cause I was thinking about how so I don't know about you guys but like alright hold on let me get the baby <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I want to uh well let's take a quick break and then maybe we'll jump back into it once uh, Jared gets back from nursing his baby
2: at walmart there's a whole collection of black led products that fit into your daily routine we encourage you to show black founders some love not just during black history month but all year long there is power in every purchase
1: every time we purchase from a black lead brand we make room for another black lead brand black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at walmart
0: Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include the Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash Unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
1: True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
0: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes.
2: Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same. And I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me.
5: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. All
1: right, we're back. So before Jared gets back, because he's still taking his sweet time, Mark, you're the only other father in the in the group here. And how how much uh, does Jared ever reach out to you for advice? Because if he's not asking for advice, he is. Really dropping the ball on that one. Uh,
3: we we had some conversations uh, before Dawson was born, but no, we haven't spoken since Dawson was born. I'm sure he has an excellent support group around him and plenty of people offering him advice, often unsolicited. But I think Jared knows I'm here for him if he ever needs anything. My kids are 16 and 13, well, almost 13, and so it's hard. It's uh, it's 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 almost hard to remember the days that Jared is enduring. Do you miss the baby phase? Yeah, I mean, especially now. So my oldest turned 16 on Wednesday. So yeah. You know, we put up a Facebook post with pictures of her as a baby and now, and yeah, of course we miss those days. But uh, look at, this, these look are good the, days too. Look at that guy! Hey, I know. Look at that cutie! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hi, buddy. He's a good
2: baby. He's so. I don't want him to grow up. Like I, I'm, I'm can't wait for the days of sleep and some sort of structure. Mm-hmm. But he's so freaking cute, man. Like I don't want him to grow up. He's gonna be like he's gonna be one of us. That's the disappointing <laughs> yeah. part. Like he's gonna be us, <laughs> bro. You're so much better now.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, he showers more often than us. Doubtful. Um. So my brother just had a baby two and a half months ago, and this trip that we're on right now, actually, is his first first nights away from the newborn baby. And so, like the first night we slept in the tent, he like slept in until ten thirty in the morning. And he goes, "That's the first full night of sleep I've gotten in seventy five days." And mm-hmm. so I can only imagine. I can only imagine how Jared is, has to be the exact same way, right?
2: Yeah, it's just like I usually probably I get at least six hours a night, but it's just interrupted. You know, it's always like go to bed at like if I'm lucky, I'll go to bed at like midnight and then, you know, he'll kind of like be up around two or three, but then he'll go back to sleep and then he'll be up at like six or seven and then he'll go back to sleep. So it's just like it's not terrible. It's just like you're constantly waking up. So it's you never have like a well
1: rested night. That's the only thing. Mark, to the best of your memory, when does that stop? Like, when do you kind of? Get a little bit more autonomous with it.
3: Yeah, I, I remember uh finding something called the dream feed that was incredibly valuable to us. We would put our daughter down around eight, and then around eleven, you'd wake them just to feed them. You'd barely wake them. So they would eat in kind of half sleeping, half awake, and then you'd put them back down again, and then they'd go till morning. So that was really a hmm. great time. And I don't remember exactly when that was, but you know, within the first six months.
2: But he doesn't, he doesn't finish the... Wow, he just had a big fart. That's the other thing. It's crazy, guys. Like how, as as Mark knows, it's just like, you're just... My hand is on his ass, and he just lets it out. You know what I mean? He's farting on my hand. Like, Man, all right, this cool. This show has
3: changed a lot over the past few years, hasn't it? Unbelievable. Dude,
2: I've never felt older, and I feel like such a just old piece of crap dad. Because now... <laughs> We're working with Audrey's, you know, there's so many college kids that come in and I work with so many college kids and there is I am just I am the old guy now. Like and I can feel it like there is a there's a, a disconnect, you know, it's just like they see me as the old guy. I have no more I'm I have no more seduction to me. It's it's just it's <laughs> I it's true. Like you just lose a part of yourself because it's like I'm the dad now. I'm the dad with the dad bod who just works and is always tired and making dad jokes, and it's just like I have zero
1: sex appeal. It's all over. <laughs> it's all done. I don't know. There's a whole world of uh, like DILF lovers out there. I feel like you know. <laughs> you, it's not that you have less sex appeal. It's just you have different sex appeal.
2: Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. I appreciate it, <laughs> Dean. But uh,
1: doesn't have you brought Dawson like to Audrey's yet?
2: Oh, yeah, he's been in there many times. He comes. Oh, really? he sometimes comes to trivia night. He's really good. He loves being out and about. He's very awake, very aware. He doesn't cry. He enjoys it. Uh, he's, uh, he's a good a. Is it kid. weird if like a if a one.
1: fan were to approach you guys and ask for a picture, <laughs> would you have Dawson in the picture? Is that weird or no?
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I was obviously, like, Ashley's holding him, and they're like, hey, let's take a pic. It's like, yeah, of course he could be in a picture. We're not weird about that. Hi, he's smiling right now. What That's if someone, the other cool part.
4: What if someone wanted a picture with just Dawson?
2: <laughs> uh, no way. Yeah. No way. Okay. We would just be like, oh, why don't we take a picture together? You know, there's n- no, that's never happening. We're not going to hand off our kids. <laughs> Stranger. It's weird because Mark can attest to this how like protective you get now, mm. how protective I am of this kid. You know, I remember when he was first born, i talked about on the podcast before, I wasn't suddenly overwhelmed with this unconditional love and felt like I was his father and I needed to protect him. It was like, I felt like a horrible human being because I was like, holy shit, am I going to love this kid? Like, I, I, I think he's cool. And then now, I mean, I love him so much. I would, it's just, yeah,
1: I would, I would die for him, you know? I wonder if it's like, uh, it's like <laughs> a having a dog on steroids in the sense where uh, what makes us love our dogs is that they really rely on us. And maybe once you first had Dawson, you didn't feel as needed. And now you know that without you, he would be eaten by a pack of wolves or something like that. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what the slow burn comes from.
2: Yeah, and dude, he smiles now. It's the, it's the, it's the best. When he smiles, it just, it's uh, yeah, it's just awesome. It's, it's indescribable how it makes. It hey, feel. H- yeah. How
1: come, uh, how come you guys haven't made an Instagram account for him yet? No, I
2: don't want him to have an Instagram account. I want him to be away from social media as much as possible, especially at a young age, because he's gonna grow up. Instagram is still hopefully gonna be a huge part of everyone's life. And, you know, I don't want him, you know, like being in second grade and being like, I have 170,000 followers. It's like, no, 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 no,
1: I don't want that. But think about all the potential revenue streams you could get from it, you know? Like, you could basically have him, you could have him pay for college before he even enters kindergarten.
2: Listen, if there was, like, a monetary reason to do it, we probably would, just for the fact that, like, we would control it. And, of course you know if it pays for his college fund hell yeah hi buddy
4: how much would you pay for at dawson haven on instagram because <laughs> someone may have registered it
2: oh uh, what an <laughs> asshole get off this podcast
1: <laughs> Ethan. you did not did you, Do really? you remember
2: remember chad on um whose season was it JoJo's season who bought everybody's uh like domain Like uh, Jordan, he bought JordanRogers.com and he bought like com. That's what Easton's doing now. He's buying (laughs) DawsonHaven.com.
4: I'm a URL speculator.
1: Yeah. Hey, very smart. Very smart. There could be, there's money to be made in the URL game. You can buy some nice URLs. And especially now with all the new suffixes out there, you could buy like pizza.co. I mean, obviously maybe not so much anymore, but like. With all that stuff coming on, you could really uh, make a little bit of a quick coin.
4: I, I will tell you really quick. I, I tried this once before, legitimately um, on Square Cash. Uh, you can change your like username, and so I changed it to DJ Khaled, thinking that at some point <laughs> DJ Khaled's going to come to me and want to buy it back because Square Cash does like partnerships with celebrities all the time, and that backfired on me big time because I get requests all day, every day from people who think I'm DJ Khaled asking for money. And now I can't <laughs> use Square cash anymore. That's
1: What amazing. are some what are some like big crazy requests you've gotten like for a lot of money or just for like $10 at a time? Yeah, I'll,
4: I'll pull it up right now. I just I just got asked from Ray for $2,200 for blessings. Uh someone named <laughs> Lil Rom asked me for $10,000. Uh someone named <laughs> Daniel wants $500. I feel bad because some of these people like just need money and they think that I'm, you know, a a rich celebrity is going to give money. (laughs) But uh, I'm just a regular dude who's trying to scam another celebrity. That's who I am. Yeah,
2: who's trying to scam Dawson. He's (laughs) only 12 weeks old. (laughs) So I looked up some like, because obviously we're a dating podcast, but in order to uh, date successfully, I feel like you have to kind of uh, be happy with yourself. It's a lot of things we talked about. I find one thing that I really struggle with is... Uh, nights and mornings, because before I go to bed, uh, I am just—I, it's, it's, it's—I just like become so overwhelmed with every thing that I stress about in life. Like it takes me three hours to go to bed because I'm just constantly thinking that I'm going to bankrupt my family, Audrey's is going to fail, something terrible is going to happen, and uh, you know, like uh, I'm going to die one day. Uh, so like I've been trying to. Nobody else goes the, the like. You guys just put your head on your pillow and rest (laughs) easy at night? No, no, never. Never, I thought this It's like a common thing to be like.
1: It's it's common. All right.
2: right. Well, also in the morning as well, like when I wake up, I find because the first thing I do is check social media. It's terrible. Like, it's the first thing I do is go on my phone and I'm like trying to change my habit. It's obviously nearly impossible right now with this little guy. But so I was looking up like ways to relieve stress before bedtime. Does anybody meditate
1: here?
2: Is that, Dean, I feel like you'd be a meditator.
1: I've tried. It's uh, it's never stuck for me. I've tried on multiple occasions. What,
2: is there, like, have you practiced? What is it about it that you like or don't like?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you can, uh, I used to use this app called Headspace. And I probably would do it every day. I did it maybe for like a couple of weeks. And then I would come and back to it every once in a while. But it's just like. I don't know. I get bored, which I guess is kind of the point of doing it because it's you're supposed to be able to like get center. Like you knock that. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, and I never really found like I was gaining, like growing from it too much. So I just kind of was like, well, I would rather just not do this. So I stopped doing it. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's a good way to relieve stress. I think you should. Are you trying it or are you just thinking about trying it?
2: I'm literally spitballing off the top of my head. I'd like to try it. I've tried some deep breathing exercises, but I agree with you. It's very difficult to do it for more than like 90 seconds because I'm like, all right, I'm going to check Twitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> w- which is not good. But like this, I, see, I'm also trying to practice uh, for myself so I can in- instill it onto Dawson because I don't want him to go through this, What like what we go through, which is like this instant gratification society. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want him to have an... I mean, I've heard studies about like how you know boredom boredom really helps stimulate imagination and uh like i want dawson to have to create his own fun at times i don't want him Mm -hmm. to just constantly be watching tv or constantly be on the phone like i want him to be outside and like uh, i know it's gonna sound ridiculous but like my buddy and i as a kid dude we used to like of course, pretend that we were on Tatooine and Star Wars. And like, we would choreograph a full-on lightsaber fight. And this would take us like four hours every <laughs> single day. And he was usually Anakin and I was usually Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And it's just like sh- like that, though. Like, I want, but I feel like that helps imagination and that helps creativity. And so, like, I'm trying to figure out ways to get myself away from my phone, even though it's part of our job. Uh, so I can kind of you know, practice what I preach when I start telling him that he can't be on his phone or he can't be on TV. Like I want him to be able to, you know, use yeah. his imagination.
1: I, I, I feel like uh, I'm Mark. probably can speak a lot more to this. Uh, kids definitely t- tend to replicate what they see their parents doing. Right. So like if they see you guys on your phone all the time, they'll be on totally. their phones all the time. If you guys read, they'll read whatever it is. But Mark, I mean, I don't know. What do you think?
3: Yeah, that's a big one. We've had to set limits over the years. But, but there's also an element of their social life that you um, hamper if you get too strict about the social media. And so that's a difficult balance because you don't want your kid to be the only one who's not in the group chat or the only one who's not, you know, we we've, we gave into Instagram fairly recently, but but it's it's the peer pressure more than anything else. And of course you want to stand up to peer pressure and blah, 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 but you also don't want them to be an outcast because of it. So there's a balance mm-hmm. there that you have to figure out and you kind of push it off as long as you can. I made a big mistake in 2016. I went to Brazil for the Olympics with uh, Seacrest. And so we uh, I set up a Snapchat for all of us so we could snap each other back and forth. And that was it. We just had each other's things. But then years later... You know, I didn't discontinue Snapchat as soon as um, the Olympics were over and they were both young, but as they got older, their friends got on Snapchat, they got new mm-hmm. friends on Snapchat and then pretty soon there were inappropriate things being found on Snapchat on their account. So we're like, okay, well, we got to get rid of Snapchat. So that was my bad. So we kind of traded <laughs> Snapchat for Instagram, which is not, I mean, you know, I'm not sure one is any better than the other, but it just made me more comfortable. So anyway, that was a mistake we made. And so they've been on it probably younger than they should have because of that good-hearted idea that i had that turned out mm. horrible went horribly wrong so there's going to have to be a balance at some point jared's idea is great and you want them out doing that and they will be out doing that especially you know the first 10 years of their life but at some point you're going to have to give into it and probably
1: even more so 10 years from now yeah snapchat is uh maybe the worst app to have your that download, i agree with I that like. i really believe that's <laughs> true uh that's funny. I wonder what, like, when Dawson is uh, Mark's kid's age, 13, uh, yeah. is your youngest, right, Mark? Yeah. I wonder, well, there's got to be, I mean, obviously, between now and 13 years from now, there's going to be some crazy new app that probably we're not even going to be privy to. I, it's just going to be so interesting to uh, see you navigate that. And obviously, you're going to be talking about it every week on Help I Suck at Dating because we have at least 13 more years of life left <laughs> in us. Obviously.
2: Yeah, man, it's, it's scary because it's just like the world that we were introduced to. You know, it's... it's, it's I, It's just like anything, right? Like you don't care about yourself as much as you care about the people you love. So when like this world that we live in now, it's like, oh, sure, social media, whatever, whatever, whatever. But now that I'm raising a son in it and thinking about the things that are soon to come for him, it's like, damn, yeah, dude, social media. We got to we got to like we got to stop this. We have to figure out a way to make it healthier and make him healthier. Oh, Ashley's looking at me. But it's just, it's like a weird conversation that I don't know what the right answer is, but it makes me a little nervous about like, I don't know. But also every
3: generation has this. You know, when I was a kid, my parents were upset that I was watching MTV all day instead of being out playing. And then their parents were pissed that they were in watching that idiot box all day instead of out playing. You know, every generation goes through this.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's worse now, though. Yeah. Have probably. you seen any of those? There used to be like these propaganda posters back in like, uh, I don't know, like the early 1900s where it was like, stop reading reading is bad reading distracts you and it's like the people are like reading newspapers it's like stop reading newspapers you know like that like that was the modern day cell phone so it's like to mark's point every generation deals with some new like thing that everyone thinks is vile and bad And, and in a lot of ways it is but in a lot of ways it's actually really good and and turns out to be not so bad
2: I feel like it just escalates because I remember as for us as kids, it was television. Like don't watch television for too long. Don't sit too close to the TV. Right Now that's like you want your kids to watch TV because you yes. don't watch them on, the, you don't want them on the phone. So that's my concern. Right. Predators is that,
3: can't get them when they're watching TV and their friends aren't going to bully them when they're mm-hmm. watching TV.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so my point being is that, yes, I agree. There's a new, like with every generation, there's something new that's going to come out. But my fear is that With every generation, it's just slowly getting worse. It's not so much that there's something new. There's something new that's worse, you know? So, like, it's almost Mm -hmm. um, amplifying, I guess you could say. I don't know. These are just thoughts I've had, obviously, from having a new son. So in the
3: the 30s, when, again, this show is riding high and thriving (laughs) in the 30s, Uh, It's going to be something like, can you just go on Instagram for a couple of hours? Because it's way better than that weird virtual reality (laughs) helmet thing you're doing right now. Yeah, Yeah. totally. You're
4: you're in the metaverse for too long, Dawson. You got to take a break. Oh,
1: Uh, my God. uh, Speaking of taking breaks, let's take a quick break (laughs) ourselves and jump into emails. Be right back, guys.
0: Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
1: True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
0: The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Find Love at First Sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.
5: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: All right, we're back. uh, And, of course, we got him. We're going to use him. Mark, if you don't mind reading a couple emails for us, that would be great.
3: Well, it's my pleasure, Dean. Thank you very much. This is from Amelina. It's a lovely name, Amelina. I broke up with my boyfriend for four years. I'm sorry. I broke up with my boyfriend of four years because I felt we were falling out of love and my sex drive was gone with him. He took it pretty hard, but it's now been a year since we've broken up. He's living his best life after the breakup. I'm still struggling. I was the one who broke up with him and had those feelings, so I don't know why I still think about him and feel this way. Is it normal to have days where I want him back and miss him? Do I reach out to him and tell him how I feel even though he seems content with his life?
1: Mm, that's a pretty bad pretty bad email <laughs> emilina <no>, i'm sorry <laughs> I, I, I love you thank you so much for emailing us i really appreciate it but let's say this guy wasn't living his best life would you still feel this way like are you just jealous and envious that he uh maybe is handling the breakup a little bit better than you <clears throat> by the sound of it that seems to be the case and you're like resenting uh breaking up with him because he moved on easier than you. That's just uh, my my perspective, 30,000 foot overview. I don't know. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, listen, you've mentioned She mentioned a couple times in this email about he's living his best life. He seems to be doing well, even though I'm the one that broke up with him. And listen, actually, I have a buddy who's kind of going through a similar situation. He's dating a girl and he wants to end it. He wants to date other people. And what's holding him back is the fact that he can't, imagine her being with someone else it like enrages it mm. and it's like you got to check your ego then you can't have your cake and eat it too you either want to see other people and move on or you want to be with this
3: person that's such a guy thing guys want all women to want to be with them exclusively
2: oh 100% and that's what i was telling them it's just like listen i understand it's human nature you're going to feel that way but the fact is if you truly love the, if you truly care about this person then you want them to be happy and if they're happy it's probably going to piss you off because they're not happy with you even if you broke them up, broke up with them so like i agree with dean who for the longest time has said maybe it's best once you break up that you just kind of block each other for a while and don't see each other or pictures mm. of each other because it's you know it's i i think we all go through it anytime we see an ex right it's just like it's that awkwardness those feelings and you're like I don't want to be with this person, but of course, like you have so many intimate moments with them. It like, as soon as you see them, it like stirs up emotions and you're like, oh my God, does that mean I'm not over them? And it's like, no, of course you're over them, but it's just natural feeling weird around someone that you've had so much intimacy with. So with this, uh, uh, Emilina, 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 terrible with names, obviously. Sorry about that. I butcher names all the time. My point being is that uh, I think this might be your ego talking a little bit. So instead of reaching back out to your boyfriend of four years who you broke up with and felt like you're, you know, there's a reason you broke up with him, uh, I would actually go the opposite direction and block everything and try to move on with your life.
3: Yeah, smart. I think that you need to really be clear on why you would reach out to him. Because if you want to reach out to him because you've decided 100% he's the one, you're in love, and you never should have let him go, it was a horrible mistake, but you are 100% sure that he is the one for you, then maybe. Otherwise, it's just going to end poorly. You're going to get this guy all excited again. It's going to be great for Mm -hmm. a few weeks. Then you're going to realize why you broke up with him in the first place, and you're going to devastate him all over again which would be to throw him off of his wonderful life he's having right now, which maybe is part of the reason that you want to reach out to him, maybe is to kind of knock him off his game a little bit. I said, let him go, block him, move on. Yeah, I
1: think we're in agreement on this. Easton, what do you, what's your take? You've been, uh, you've been silent over there.
4: I mean, I, I agree. I think that, and I pose this. I wonder if this man is exactly the same, but... Now that he's not like doting part of her life and focused on her, he just looks that much like, oh, my God, he's so great. He's doing all this great stuff. His life is so awesome. And in reality, it's like it's probably the same as it was before. He's just not hanging yeah. out with her because, uh, you know, the um, absence makes the heart grow fonder or whatever that is. Uh, so I, I agree with Mark. Don't don't talk to this man. Move on. Nothing's going to change.
1: also the hard thing when it comes to exes too is like we always romanticize the past mm-hmm. in like every form of rem- memory. And so it's like you're going to do the same thing about your exes. You're going to remember the good times you had with them and you're going to basically forget all of the bad things that ever happened or why you broke up with them in the first place. So like that, like, to, like everyone's basically been saying is like thinking about your exes is the worst thing. Not Not the worst thing. Like it's good to look back fondly on it, but like. It's never good to yearn for it because it's never going to be exactly how you remember it. Because you're misrem- like your brain is protecting your memory, basically, you know, by like remembering all the good things you guys had and never the bad things, which is like obviously the reason you guys broke up in the first place. So,
2: and I also don't forget uh, when you when someone gets broken up with, they're usually pretty angry and mad, which makes them pretty vengeful. Which means that they're going to show the best parts of their life on whatever social media platform you're seeing these pictures. Or telling their friends that they're doing great, which their friends will tell you. So my point being is, I agree with Easton, he's probably just doing very similar things that he was doing prior, but like maybe going out of his way to make sure that you know that he's doing pretty well. Um, So just, you know, listen to Mark, uh, you know, really think about the reasons why you'd want to reach out to him, because... It, uh, again, if you reach out to him, then you are like this is a commitment. You mm-hmm. want to be back together, and you are committing for you're signing a lease. Mm-hmm. You know <laughs> this is a this is at least a year lease. You got to give it another year if you if you reach back out, or at least have that in your mind.
1: I agree. It's, sounds like Amelina knows what to do now. For anyone else that wants to email us, i suck at dating at dot com. Uh, we got one more from Anonymous, which means you know it's going to be juicy because Nick Vial always brings the heat. <laughs> Here it comes. My long-term boyfriend
3: and I finally moved in together two months ago, but now I regret it. We know that we have a future together, but he now feels like my roommate and not my boyfriend. He spends all day at the office while I'm home working remote. Then he comes home and stays to himself. We don't even spend quality time together at home like watch a movie or make dinner. Any advice on how to spark the
1: romance living together? Well... Two months is not a very long time. I'm just going to leave with that one. But Jared, I feel like you talk about this uh, semi-frequently where you're at Audrey's all day long and then you come home and like Ashley's been, you know, fulfilling the motherly duties. And then she like wants to break from the kid. So she gives you the kid, but you're like, well, I was just working all day. So I don't like really want to do that. Um, I don't know. How does that how does that affect you guys? I feel like. Um yeah, it's it difficult, uh,
2: you know, having a kid and actually being pregnant, like changed a lot of things. And so I relate to what anonymous is saying, I would say that you need to vocalize these issues you have with your boyfriend and let the, him know that, you know, you know, he works hard. And, you know, you support that, obviously, but you also want to spend quality time together. So Again, we've talked about it a million times on this podcast. When you're in a relationship with someone, you have to put effort into that relationship, which includes making sure that you set time aside to spend quality time together to go on a date. Because it's only going to get worse. You know, if you guys live together longer, uh, you're going to get into the minutiae of things even further and get into this routine. And then if, you know, who knows if you get married and have kids, like then just like responsibilities and, everything starts piling up and it only gets worse and worse where you feel more uh, like the old married couple. So you just got to really make sure that you put effort into the relationship and talk about these things. I would say my biggest advice to spark the romance is to have a conversation with him. Let him know where you're at and then you can put a little effort into sparking the relationship up again and then hopefully he follows suit, which he will if he truly loves
1: you. Let me ask you this. At what point do you give up? Because two months is obviously way too early. It's like, yeah, A, they probably yeah. signed a year-long lease. It's They have 10 months more on it, probably, and it's like obviously way too soon to even make any type of decision. So at what point are you like, okay, maybe we tried and it's just not going to work?
3: I mean, I, I think this is really an odd situation. So he comes home from the office and just closes himself in a room for the rest of the yeah. night? Like That's <laughs> that, very that's strange weird. to me. Like, you're not even roommates. Roommates watch a movie together. Roommates watch. might make dinner together. Like, it seems like you're even less than roommates. So I think you just got to make some proposals. Yeah. Like, hey, Friday night, I got his reservations here. Hey, Saturday night, um, so's coming over. We're having a board game night. Hey, hey, he- he's working. You walk in the room wearing something sexy. I don't know. But I think you're going to have to force the issue a little bit. And to Dean's point, if we get to the end of this year lease or whatever it is, and you're still like this, this relationship is not good. He does not want to spend time with you. That's what I'm seeing. I, I, mm-hmm. I've been with my wife almost 25 years. I'm all, I'm so excited when we get to spend some time together because there's so many distractions in life. You guys seem to have minimal distractions in life. You don't have any kids or anything, and you're still not spending time together. I think there's major red flags here.
1: Yeah. Easton, your, uh, your turn.
4: Uh <laughs> you know what? I'm, I, I'm going to be the contrarian. I think, uh, I think everything is fine. I think continue the course. Do not talk to this, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know I, I have to agree, uh, that, you know, this, um, this is bad if it's happening this soon. Uh, I also think it's too early to like pull the plug on it, but, um, mm. but yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know that like, I, I work a lot, uh, but I cannot wait to spend time with my wife when I'm done with that. Like, that's why I, I'm trying to get all this work done so I can hang out with her and uh, just talk to her and do stuff with her. I can't imagine, like, coming home after work and then, like, I'm curious what this guy does. He go into another room and play video games. Yeah. Like, what's he doing? Uh, I well, don't know. If it's
3: video games, that's, pro- that's a problem.
4: That, yeah, yeah that's-, that's
3: what I thought.
2: It's the first thing my mind went to. He goes and he's yeah. like, I'm going to start gaming.
4: Yeah. I don't want to shame uh video game people, but every time I see we see these emails come in these podcasts all the time. It's like, my husband comes home from work and plays video games all night. And I'm always like, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, grow, the, grow up, bro. Um, sorry. But I, I, I don't know. I think she ne- you need to have a conversation with him. Um, and I don't want to put this on her because like, this is on him too, but like, you know, he comes home from work, just like, like, uh, hey, how, how was your day? Uh, man, how about those Mets? You know, just like talking about something. About and uh, hopefully it'll be like, oh, yeah, I like to spend time with this person. That's why we moved in together. Let's spend more time Do th- together.
1: Do you guys think there's like an imbalance um, there? Because she's working remote, so she works from home. He's in the office. And so it feels like there might be like some sort of like miscommunication uh, or like imbalance there where she's at home all day alone and he is like kind of like go, going into the office and like you know it's just a, it's obviously just a pretty different experience between working from home and working out of the office and mm-hmm. so like maybe he gets back and he wants to like decompress and uh you know he's like he's you know socialed out i guess like that, that probably has something to do with it i, yeah, think. Maybe I not, agree with that yeah maybe not everything but at least something
3: yeah so there's there's it's worth salvaging here and it's worth a conversation but here's a message for all women out there who have men who love their video games your boobs should be more entertaining to him than any video game. And if they're not, it's a problem. Okay.
1: Well, hey, as of, it, I like video games, but I also love boobs. What if they're yeah, like, yeah, boobs are great. What if they're like close to each other? But I guess, yeah, as long as boobs <laughs> are ranked higher, boobs have got to be higher. Boobs it's like one A
3: and one B. Set the controller down when the boobs are out. That's all, that's it.
1: And only then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And only then. Until the boobs come out, keep on grinding away.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: There are times where Kaylin gets on my case for playing video games where it's, like, I only ever play games, like, at night uh, because I don't want to, like, waste the day. So I'll, like, start playing at, like, 8, and then, like, it'll all of a sudden be, like, 11 o'clock, and she's, like, why the hell have you not come to bed yet? And I'm, like, oh, I'll be in in 10 minutes, and then, like, I just get, like, sucked into it, and I'm, like, and then it's, like, 1 in the morning, and I'm, like, oh, my God, I've been playing for video games for five hours. I'm the biggest piece of shit. Uh, and there was a point where I, like, it, it wasn't just playing the video games, but there was, a. Uh, There's a big like movement amongst my friends to all play this one game together. And so there was like constantly like 10 of us on. And I was like, Caitlin, it's not just video games. I'm like hanging out with my friends. And like, it's like a social thing. And she's like, I just don't get it. This is so, so so she got really frustrated by it. So I I can empathize with the gamers. But uh, at the same time too, when I look back on those times, I'm kind of like, what was I doing? Like, why did I play so much? Like, That's just silly, you know? I mean, I
3: think the bottom line here, and we've learned this over the past few years, Kayla is just a lucky woman. That's it. That's the yeah, bottom line. Just... Yeah, she's just queen hey, for the you, day.
1: You joke, you joke, but she's quite lucky. All right, no, between the hygiene
3: t- and the constant- let me tell
1: you, my my stink is one in, a, in seven billion, and not everyone gets to experience this stink. So,
3: uh,
1: no, you're right. You're right, Kaylin, uh, You know, she uh, she's she's quite the saint to put up with someone like me, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't know we'll what else we'll to say end with Dean
2: stink. That's a good way of uh segueing off this podcast. Thank you for everybody yeah. listening to help I suck at dating. Uh please keep emailing us at i suck at dating at com Of course that's Dean's favorite part of the segment. Excuse me, the podcast. Uh the only reason he will soundproof his car is to make sure he, <laughs> he hears these emails. Uh so Mark Easton, always a pleasure having you boys on. Uh, make sure everyone tune in next week where hopefully we suck just a little less.
1: Where hopefully we stink just a little bit less.
3: <laughs> Follow help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: It's time to celebrate Black History Month
2: Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their
1: heart, it can open yours too.
0: Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions.
1: Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name.